You're listening to Still Waters, the only God-prophesied podcast on the internet. Honest talk about the greatest story ever told. I'm Mike Freeman. And I'm Kim Gray. Well, welcome, everybody, to the, well, to this this edition of Still Waters. Still, Still Waters. waters. And, uh, well, this is... Um, the. I, I always what feel pretentious this? saying this is Pastor Mike. <laughs> but That's you just, are. Okay. I mean, and you are. How how I do that in an email or a text is I typically put it in parentheses with uh-huh. a lowercase p. Okay. This is Pastor Mike. That's kind of how I do it. So this is Pastor Mike. And, and this is non-pastor Kim Gray <laughs> and, and, and non-pastor Rihanna no Freeman. Pastor, Rihanna's like here. Okay, so Mike, Kim, and Rihanna, we're here. All right, so we're we're launching in to, um, this is uh, the, the reading for the second Sunday of Lent um, uh, for the, the week of March 8th. It's uh, March. 2020, yep. We are going to be very non-Catholic uh, today because the, the Catholic uh, lectionary reading for the Gospels actually has Matthew 17, 1 through 9, which is the Transfiguration, which we've oh, already done. and they're done that. So, you know, who needs to do that I again? I know, right? You know, we're done. Yeah. Jesus was done. He, yeah. He just did it once. Still glowing, maybe? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he, Yeah. <laughs> All the pictures have a glow. Yes. I'm pretty sure they all no, have a glow, no. which is how can it get lost in a crowd? I don't know. Because it just follow the glow. Oh, right. And yeah. there there it is. So we're not gonna we're not gonna do that one. What's interesting is the revised common version actually then gives us a choice. This would be the radical middle because Ooh. the Episcopalians have John three, one through seventeen. Okay. We have the choice of John three, one, one through seventeen, or Matthew seventeen, one through nine. So the radical middle. Including both. We, of course, are going to do the John 3 reading today, but we're just going to read all the way down to, I'm going to have to figure out what that is. Let's see, because we're just going to get the whole thought. One of my personal pleas is we should not be reading the Bible in chapters and verses because it wasn't given to us in chapters and verses. It was given us in scrolls with all the words run together without punctuation or divisions. Oh my essentially, yeah, it was. It was just. It was just this marvelous, holy mess of words just run together, basically. That um, it was a script to be heard. But we'll go through actually through what we know as verse twenty-one, which will get the whole thing. It's a longer text. Mm-hmm. Um, both this week and next week are. are two longer texts uh, involving conversations, Mm. Um, which if we have the time to actually record both of these back to back, it would be great uh, because they play off each other against against each other very nicely or with each other very nicely. One is a conversation with a man and the other a conversation with a woman. Oh, I like it. And we're ultimately, I think, going to find the woman is much more tracking. What? Imagine. What? No way. Kim said, you've been saying it all all, all morning (laughs) off the air. What do we do? Smash the patriarchy. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just that's kidding. It. Don't hate me for that. Just where I'm at. Hey, you know, don't lie either. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, um, but uh, but yes. Yeah, so we have two conversations. Uh, interestingly enough, they're on the heel of Jesus making the statement that people were entrusting their lives to Him, but He did not entrust His life to them because He knew what human beings were all about. Yeah. He could see right through He's them. Wise. And then the next line, and that's why it's good not to read the Bible in chapters and verses, the next line is, and there was a man. 
So Jesus, he just sets us up beautifully. Um, there was a man uh, that came. And so that's where our text starts. This, and I want you to feel honored. I want one of you to read this. Um, but this is like my original complete message Bible. I've had to wow. tape it together. Duct it tape. is. It's all, it's yeah. been uh, tape well it loved. To, I can see that. Yeah. And there are no verse divisions. You're just going to be going to the paragraph break, which is typically what I recommend people do anyways. They read. Go to the paragraph break, find the natural divisions. That's one of the reasons, by the way, you really can't read the old King James Version because every verse is a paragraph division. Oh, yeah. Really breaks up the thought. And these and thousands. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, where are the paragraph divisions? Well, it's going to take somebody who reads Hebrew or Greek to be able to put that in here. That's part of the whole thing. We we have a divine library. We have an awful lot of hands through whom it passes to get it to us. Yeah. Now, again, the idea here is we breathe and we're doing this with, uh, with the gospels. And in fact, I, I, I just shared this, this quote, my friend Jill and I are working through, uh, we, we just started a, a journey in March. Uh, I finished the brothers Karamazov, uh, over the first two months of the I've, year. I've never and, read that for you that are out there. who are like, yeah, I've never read that. Neither have I. It's, <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it's kind of like reading War and Peace. Very long, uh, but I but it actually was rich. But we've decided we're going to leave Russia for France. Oh. And so, you know, Les Miserables, yeah. uh, the unedited uh, uh, edition of it from uh, Victor Hugo. And uh, my, fr- my friend Jill sent me this quote, early chapters dealing with the life of the bishop. Uh, bishop Welcome is how his name would translate. There's just one line. For his part, ah. he took the straight road, which is short, the gospel. Um, he did not attempt to make his robe assume the folds of Elijah's mantle. He cast no ray of the future upon the dark scroll of events. He sought not to condense into a flame the glimmer of things. He had nothing of the prophet and nothing of the magician. His humble soul loved. That was all. Wow. Um, and that's one of the reasons we're following the gospel track. We, we yeah. want to follow a straight road, which is actually short. And sweet and simple, and it will just tear you apart from the inside out and remake you again and again and again, which is kind of where we're going in this conversation uh, that we're going to witness between Jesus um, and uh, and Nicodemus. Um, So the road of the gospel, Rihanna, Mm. we're going to go ahead and breathe. Yes. Okay. Because it's still waters. Cleansing breath. It is not stormy sea. It's still waters. (laughs) Yes. And so we're just going to take a breath. And now as you read, just allow well, allow God yeah. to highlight something, see if there's something that jumps, a, mm-hmm. a word, an image, a question, um, a challenge. Yeah. Okay. There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God pointing, God revealing acts you do if God weren't in it. Jesus said, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to his original creation, this wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life. It is not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, 
It's just that, a body you can look at and touch, but the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you that you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above by the wind of God, the spirit of God. Nicodemus asked, what do you mean by this? How does this happen? Jesus said, you're a respected teacher of Israel and you don't know these basics? Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only of what I know by experience. I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There is nothing secondhand here, no hearsay. Yet instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you things that are plain as the hand before your face and you don't believe me, what use is there in telling you of things you can't see, things of God? No one has ever gone up into the presence of God except the one who came down from the presence, the Son of Man. In the same way that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert so people could have something to see and then believe, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up and everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his Son, his one and only Son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure but anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes God light so the work can be seen for the God work it is. This is God's word, the message translation. Thanks be to God. Yeah, that's good. Very good. I think this, I think this is going to be your job, Rihanna. This yeah. be Rihanna reads for us. Yeah. She has a very calm voice. Yeah, nice, nicely Peaceful. done. Yeah. Nicely done. All right. Well, what do we see? Okay, just because this is me, uh-huh. like, I find it rather humorous when Jesus is like, hey, you should know this. You're like the smartest guy on the block. Yes. Like, what is wrong with you? Right. So, I, 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 to me, that's sort of a humorous thing. Like, Jesus is like, dude, not necessarily like... You know, pointing fingers and I'm pointing my finger. You can't see it. <laughs> not point, you know, but just... Can't, it's humorous to me. Like, I was going to say, Kim, you're always pointing your fingers. <laughs> yes. pretty much. I, yeah, yeah. 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 But there's three but yes. pointing back at me, but it's, it's humorous. I'm like, it's like Jesus says, you should know this because you're like the learned guy mm-hmm. The you're the Pharisee You're anyway, yes. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, that is. That is, anyway. you know, and, and I think it's a reminder to us because yeah, he is genuinely surprised and, yeah. and it is kind of an off-putting thing. Kind uh-huh. of like, Yeah. 
Wait a minute. Why? <laughs> back up, back up the train for a minute. You don't get this. Yeah. yeah. This is like, you know, yeah, basic. Basic. <laughs> I mean, hello. Basic theology yeah. 101. Yeah, it is. It is. Which is which I think is a reminder that yeah. theologians who can be presumed to be the smartest and brightest people in the room can be the most dim-witted people <laughs> in the room when it comes to spiritual things. Right. Which is, in fact, Jesus commented on this on another occasion where, where he said, I thank you, Father, that you have taken these things and hidden them from the wise mm. and the learned ah. and have revealed them to infants. Yeah. You know, revealed them to babes mm. um, because so it was good in your sight. So our education can very much get in the way, which can start sound like, um, you know, put our books away. Education's bad. Okay. It's not so much that, but it definitely is a warning. Yeah. I think uh, I, I've, you know, doing pastoral work for, for 40 years, there, there are so many cases where it's like, okay, I just have to lean forward to the person typically and typically it's a man, but sometimes it's a woman mm -hmm. and just saying, you know, you just know too much scripture for me to be able to help you because it's just getting in the way because, yeah. every, you know, there's this, this scripture, this scripture, right. this scripture, and it's all blocking the way from them actually hearing what they need to hear sure. at this point. So it yeah. is, I think, a warning on that. You can have the scriptures inundated and, and, and flowing in your veins. And, and the reality is you could still miss the entire point. Yeah. Well, okay. This also, <laughs> okay. Nicodemus is thinking very literally. Like he says, wait, I can't go back into my mother's womb. So he's like, like Nicodemus, just use your brain that God has given you. Like, of course you can't. Yes. Why are you taking this so literally? Right. And it's, he's comes at night. Yes. Like he's scared. Yes, what's, what's the, what, what is that about? Yeah. Is he, I mean, well, and there's a lot of speculation. Is he about a that. secret, secret right. Jesus follower? Well, he does, he does come out later. He does. Oh, yeah, because he helps at the burial, right? Right. That's okay. when he finally comes out. Yeah. Always good to come out yeah. as a as a follower after yeah. the battle's over and he's dead. <laughs> right. You know, but still there was a I mean, there was some risk, obviously. Yeah. He just kind of outed himself that, right. that I'm but uh and, and there was, you know, this other instant where Nicodemus surfaces in John chapter seven. There's a mm -hmm. debate amongst all the 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 council of theologians and scribes, the religious council. Um and and Nicodemus speaks up there and, and just says, you know, does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he does? Mm -hmm. and that was as far as his contribution went yeah. because they shot, they kind of shouted him down after that. Right. Um, wow. Some do look at this and, and they see in that he wasn't literally thinking. This was it. This is his way of parrying a shot back to Jesus. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank rather you. than, wait a minute, I've literally got to climb back inside my mother's <laughs> room. Okay. Ew. Okay. But that's, but it's more, more parrying the shot back to okay, Jesus. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's playing the kind of the rabbi mm. game a little bit of the question, which is answered with a question, which right. is then answered with a question. And, and that's just the way dialogue went. Yeah. That's one thing that, I, that I, th I think we could so stand to learn from our, our Jewish brothers and sisters. Yeah. 
to, to learn the art of argument and dialogue. Asking, yes. That because the whole synagogue service, uh, uh, as we read in scripture at any rate, I can't speak for too much. Um, I can't speak very much at all. I've, I've been to synagogue and, and witnessed the service. I didn't see it. It was like church Jewish style is mm -hmm. how it felt to me. Um, but we read about the dynamics in the synagogue in Jesus culture. And, and you, you've got, you've got men sitting on benches where, where they're hearing the law read, the law is read, you sit down. You have comments, which typically are questions, which mm -hmm. produce other questions. And so they didn't have the sermon as much as they had the debate. Wow. They had the debate every week. And of course, sometimes things got awry. And, you know, like on that occasion with Jesus, because Jesus asked some very hard questions um, and made some very hard statements. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, if you read this is Luke chapter four's version of it, and it resulted in them getting so ticked off. And it was specifically because Jesus dared say that, that God actually was more active among the outsiders and the Ooh. pagans than, than, than the insiders. Than he has been on the insiders and the pagans have been more receptive and they took him to throw him off the cliff on which the town was yeah, built. And so sometimes it doesn't go so well, which is why that whole glow thing you started with, Jesus was always glowing. He yeah. did pass through the center, so maybe he was. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. You know, don't don't touch the glowing man. But yeah. but that is the point, is is that you know, once again, there's there's this dialogue mm -hmm. and and Nicodemus is parrying a shot back to him. And Jesus just, of course, that's the last word we hear. Yeah. We hear from Nicodemus and 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 how much here is Jesus, and, mm -hmm. and, and it, is there a point at which this segues into John, as John is elaborating further, since we don't have punctuation? Right. Uh, that's kind of our guess as to where did, did, did Jesus stop someplace? Actually, Nicodemus does have one more thing. He says, what do you mean by this? How does this happen? Right. So, and, and Jesus answer there goes on to include that great statement, God so loved the world that he gave mm -hmm. his one and only son. And it's such developed theology and soteriology mm -hmm. and Christology. Most look at that and say, ah, it's got to be John decades later writing his commentary here because, you know, gospel writers did this. Sometimes it's, <laughs> it's, it's signaled when they say, let the reader understand. And you, you know, it's a parenthetical thought. Um, here it blends so that it's hard to tell where Jesus stopped. Where do the red letters stop? And where is it just John making commentary? And maybe the whole thing is, um, and Nicodemus is just left thinking, what just happened? I don't, I don't understand any of this <laughs> stuff. did not get my questions answered. Yeah, I didn't answer any of my questions. And now you're just babbling on and I have no idea what this is all about. But anyway, um, but that's great observation. Just to have Bibles doesn't mean open eyes. In fact, nothing can be more effective mm -hmm. at potentially closing spiritual perception yes. than uh, sometimes you just need, you just need to close. Can you just close it? Just close the book. I'm just close missing. it now. And because it's already in there. It's kind of like the scene from Mr. Holland's opus where, 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 where you have the student that is stuck. And I, I think it was the clarinet. I don't remember what the instrument was, but uh, maybe it was a flute. I don't remember. Um, but she's got the music in front of her and she's tied to the music and it's not coming out and she's frustrated. And he finally just closes the book and takes it away from her. And she's going, but, 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 but. And he says, because you already know it. It's already wow, that's beautiful. in you. And, and so close your eyes. 
And it, it, you know, he asked, "What's you know, what's your favorite part about yourself?" And he says, "My hair. Why? Because my dad says it reminds him of the sunset." Aww. And he says, Aww. "Play, play the sunset." Wow. And she closes her eyes without music, and she breezes right through that note that she constantly was getting stuck on. And she actually opens her eyes when she does. And he's just like, oh, you know, and he, and he just says, well, don't stop now. Yeah. And then he, she just goes and then you just see her flowing with it and she's playing and you hear the melody and, and um, uh, Mr. Holland, you just, the last, you know, the last bit in that scene is just him just sitting back and just taking in the glory. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, this is counterintuitive. Um, Wait, you know, see, in fact, in fact, <laughs> that's like a swear right there. That's <laughs> like a swear. I didn't use a swear word, but just to say, close the book. That's like a swear, a swear word for right. a lot of people because sometimes, yeah, the words, they're just getting in the way. Yeah. Just relax. You've already got so much in you. Let's, um, well, it's connecting that yeah. the, your head to your heart. It's, it's right? allowing, it's like, let's get out of your head yes. for a moment. So close yeah. that book, yeah. which is kind of still yeah. waters. Yeah. It's, it's one of these moments. But that was the first thing that jumped out was Peterson in talking about, bap well, the new birth. We assume it's the ritual of baptism, which would it's appropriate. The imagery of being born right. again, being born of water and the spirit is appropriate. But, but Peterson, as he elaborates on that, he, he says, you're not listening, which again, close the book. Listen, yeah. let me say it again. Unless a person submits to his to to this original creation, and this is the phrase that that I thought was beautiful because it does evoke all of this is meant to evoke Genesis one, at least what we know is Genesis one. It's actually about a sheet first page, mm -hmm. the original creation. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life. But that wind hovering over the water that's the spirit of god caressing the face of the waters mm. from genesis 1 wow. and and what was it verse Verse three, I think. And that is what this is. It, our, our life is this murky, muddled, chaotic mass of potential. And the Spirit of God, rather than whipping us into shape, actually uh, caresses the face of the waters. And then mm. God begins to speak and light comes. Uh, baptism, that it's a very appropriate image of what is taking place in baptism. I frequently will evoke this image when I baptize people mm. um, of, of this watery uh, massive confusion and mm. chaos which don't go trying to stomp it out of your life that's this isn't a crusade <laughs> to stomp this out of your life yeah. um but rather it's a yielding of yourself to a process of god hovering over the muddled messy confusion of these murky waters of your life and as he caresses the face of the waters that are you um he speaks the words, ye he or, let there be light. And there was light and, and create the new creation begins mm -hmm. to take place. So all of this, of course, is way over Nicodemus's head. Um, uh, he begins to speak of, well, he's speaking of the wind and being born from above. And, 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 and yeah, the expression could be born again, born from above. Literally, it's from above. But it, it's one of those things. Which did John mean? All the work can mean. Is this either. where we get the phrase? I'm so... A question that I have found myself asking people in the past, like, are you born again? Right. So is this where we get the phrase in scripture? Oh, yeah. But so the question I am asking, does it mean what it means on the page? 
Does that make sense? Oh, you mean our use of it? Yeah. You're talking about being born I, again? Yeah. Born again, which which typically, yeah, it can. Yeah. Uh, we're we're tif- typically talking about somebody experience, having a born again experience, mm-hmm. which in classic kind of Americana Christian culture is, is the, somebody says the sinner's prayer, yields their life to Jesus. And at that point they are born again. Yeah. And what's um, the sinner's prayer? Oh, uh, Lord, I'm a sinner. Okay. Um, the, the original one, the yeah, original sinner's prayer, yeah, I, I think there's the number of ones you could go to, but one of them would be, you know, it's a beautiful prayer in Luke 18. Mm-hmm. It's one of the stories Jesus told. Um, and it is the Pharisee uh, and the publican. The Pharisee did not pray the sinner's prayer. He prayed the prayer of the righteous, which was, God, thank you that I'm not like other people. Well, was that also, um, thank you yeah. that I wasn't born a woman? Um, that actually <laughs> was frequently added. Um, but yeah, thank you. I'm not like other men, yeah. specifically what he said. I'm not, uh, you know, that I don't rob and so on and so forth. And yeah. I do this and I do this and I do this. And it's kind of like blah, 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 yada, right. yada, yada is kind of what Jesus does with that is we fade out on that one and we go to the back of the of the, the temple courtyard or wherever this was because it's, it is, it's one of those wretched tax collectors, those traitors, those wealthy, obnoxious, Traitors working mm-hmm. for the oppressive government um, of the foreign power and so forth. And he's standing at the back and now everybody's supposed to be booing and hissing. And indeed they were. And what is he doing back there? He's actually in full on. I'm at a funeral. Wow. Uh, mode yeah. As he's as he's hitting because the, they would do things when they mourned. And one of them was to to make a tearing of the clothes, um, to literally pull out hair, to put dust on the hair. And the other thing is you, you your hit chest. yourself. Wow. Um, it, it's, it's almost like I'm in grief and it's like my heart is a stone. And so it's almost like CPR wow. is, is what they're giving yeah. to themselves spiritually, as it were. Um, and that's mourning. And, and he's back there mourning. And so he's weeping and he's mourning at the back and he's weeping out of prayer. This is God be merciful to me, the sinner. And mm. Jesus, of course, says this man went home justified rather than the other one. And of course, that sinner's prayer involved no direct confession mm. of Jesus as Messiah because that's, well, it's not there in the prayer. Um, there was no Romans road to uh, to be traveled. There, there, there was nothing but sheer contrition and mm-hmm. sincerity and an appeal. And he went home justified, but I guarantee you that, that in, in that story, if mm-hmm. we were to make this a real thing and it is a real thing for so many people, that man went home feeling just as miserable as he was. Mm-hmm. And who knows, he might end up hanging himself eventually yeah. not realizing you went home justified because that's yeah. all God's looking for is that that's actually the new birth Jesus is talking about. It's mm-hmm. not something that can be manufactured. It's not, it's not a formulistic prayer, but it can be. Sure. I mean, it can be um, because formulas can have meaning when the heart's engaged. I mean, right. that's what gives them meaning, but the formula is not required. Yeah. Um, and of course, that man went home justified without a immersion in water, without a sprinkling of oil, mm. without so much as one priestly blessing because God saw. Yeah. And that's the new birth. Um, and that's what Nicodemus had no conception not of. connected with um, that. And with that. we, of course very much the same. Their irony being there were people that would read this this very text and think we've got it. And yet we we it can totally elude us is is we make something that is just as boxy yeah. and and flat and non-spirit hovering over the water's new creation as um well as any religion. 
um, uh, ultimately can be reduced to. That's where I think that we like to imagine that we have a better grasp on grasp on these things. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like if we were to really honestly look in the mirror, yeah. we are them. <laughs> we're yeah, we're yeah, Nicodemus. They are, they are we're, them. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Well, which I think the the beautiful part of Nicodemus's story is this is just part of his journey. Yes. Um, because we if you've read ahead, we do see Nicodemus at with the uh, spices and stuff like anointing yes. Yes. Or, or the burial spices. Right. Preparing the body. Pre yeah. Yes. So obviously he's been on a journey. Yep. This was part of his journey. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. That's I, where we all are though. Just yeah. on our own journeys. Yeah. On our own spaces. Yeah. What what I like about this, this, this would be a little bit of a curveball potentially. Oh, um, curveball. Bring could it. Be a little bit of a, a curveball because we, we tend to read John very linearly. Mm-hmm. And John is like the most nonlinear. He's marvelously nonlinear. I mean, he's got a point, but he's kind of spiraling, and and it is not a a chronological. Mm -hmm. uh, most of biblical history, they weren't concerned with chronology. We are. We want to get the facts straight. Right. This date happened. Then this. Then this. Then this. Then this. Then this. And biblical history, it's, it's not. It's it's not fact driven chronology obsessed history it's mm -hmm. more a grouping of stories topically or as as the the storyteller uh, might desire john is especially that way um he's our, he, he's essentially assuming and we can see that reading through the gospel of john he's assuming we know the synoptics which do have kind of a chronological flow to them especially luke's yeah. um and so and he's not worried about that and so he's he's on such a different ride uh, it's kind of like, John, what were you on? Um, because it's on a very different ride. And in considering that, because we, we look at this and there, we had the, the first miracle at, at Cana where he turned water into wine. Mm -hmm. And then there's the healing of, of, of uh, well, actually, no, that's jumping ahead. I was going to say healing of the nobleman's son, but that's chapter four. So we've had the, we had the, the turning water into wine, mm -hmm. which was the first sign that was done. And the next thing we're in, we're, we're at the Passover and it sounds chronological, but it's in the it's a Passover in Jerusalem, and Jesus is overturning tables and saying, "Destroy this temple! I will re rebuild it in three days." And if coming off the Synoptic Gospels, it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> Synoptics built up to this point over the whole story, and it's all about this. I'm going up to Jerusalem, and it's mm -hmm. this climactic event because all this time he's been up in Galilee, and John, you know, very little concern with what happens in Galilee. You got Cana, and you got the nobleman's son, but but a lot. It's like. He's in Jerusalem all the time. And evident, yeah, he might have gone for, but anyway, my point is, I, I see this actually as John toggling between the, uh, the first sign to the final days. And I think this is where this interaction takes place, which is why Jesus is so heavy on the Son of Man being lifted up as a snake was lifted up in, in the desert, so the Son of Man. Interesting how Jesus could parallel himself with the snake, but that's another whole podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Um, it's, it's like, yes, I do belong to the house of Slyth Slytherin. Okay, that was another swear right there. Um, uh, Harry Potter's a swear. For, oh, for okay. It's just an outright house of Slytherin. But anyway, but I think that's one of the reasons why it was on his mind, because that's what he was there to do. And so the tables have been overturned. This is the okay. last week of Jesus's life. And I think this is actually fresh off of the debate that took place in John 7. Um, you know, Which Nicodemus was there. Nicodemus was there and he asked the question, do we judge a man? Does our law judge? 
judge a man before it hears him? And they said, look and see for yourself in the scriptures. You know, no prophet arises from Galilee. And of course, a great comeback would have been, well, Isaiah said, you know, Isaiah chapter nine, you know, <laughs> talked about how those sitting in the land of darkness and it's Galilee, land yeah. of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, mm. but he's silent and the room is silent because it was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Scripture too often is the conversation stopper. Sure. When it's actually meant to be the conversation starter. But I think I think that is what produced Nicodemus's desire then. To I want to go more. find. Yes, yeah. I want to go find out. That I I believe puts us into context um where where you then have this conversation with mm -hmm. Nicodemus. Um but it, that's just my opinion. Yeah. It just makes that sense is to me. That's so it's a curve. So fascinating. So are you like so this nighttime encounter mm. happened and it was close to the like Palm the, Sunday and Cruz. I mean, like that was all like, that's what I, I think. John, I, I'm just saying that yeah. to me, when I read this, that's yeah. what I see. Yeah. Uh, can I prove it? No, yeah. can yeah. I prove it? Well, yeah. Proof. Proof is so boring. <laughs> It was incredibly boring. Yeah. I think it's it, it's a matter of using our imaginations. Hopefully, sure. a sanctified imagination. Right. Okay, it's a it's a it's a it's a solid imagination. Yeah. But <laughs> but we are invited to engage it. God in, in, engages not oh. only our reason, uh, but our imagination. He gave it to us. Yes, so he we, did. We should we ought to, to use practice it. using it. So, um, oh. Rand, did you did you have anything else, Kim? I just had one other thing. No, jump. Do okay. it. And, and it is something. There's the other, the second thing that jumped out and Rihanna, where was this now? Um, oh yeah. It was, it was basically your procrastinate, you're procrastinating with questions. Uh, and, and I don't know the traditional rendering uh, for that. What Peterson was, was riffing off of in, in his, in his translation in the message. And I'm trying to find it now. And it's just like, well, I'm looking. Oh, there we go. There is nothing secondhand here. No hearsay. Oh, and that is this whole, yeah, you're a respected teacher in Israel. You don't know these basics. Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only of what I know by experience. Oh experience? my gosh, this is so huge. This is so huge. Uh, this goes back to chapter four. It, it takes more than a loaf of bread to keep a human being going. Uh -huh. It takes a steady stream of words from the mouth of God. Yes. Um, and so experience. Whoa. Because <laughs> you roll up the scroll for a minute, okay, and just start listening. Yeah. Start paying attention. Right. Listen to the wind blowing through the leaves. There are lessons right there for you, Nicodemus. Um, but yeah, I speak only what I know by experience. That's huge. That's Jesus. Jesus is modeling what it means to be a human being. Mm. All right. Uh, it, it's actually incorporating experience, not just living by a rule book. And when we fashion right. scripture into a rule book, we become Nicodemus yeah. asking, trying to parry significant questions with something as meaningless as, oh, so that means I'm supposed to literally climb back into my mother's <laughs> womb, huh? And it's like, oh, you're just brilliant, aren't you? So brilliant. Bravo. <laughs> bravo. Brilliant theologian. Let me know how that works for yeah, you, Nicodemus. Know, yeah, that's, that's, you know, um, yeah, so what I know, I know by by experience, experience, I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. Wow. This is so huge. That is huge. There is, there is nothing secondhand here. Pretty much everything is secondhand for mm -hmm. us. If you're living by a book, it's all second, third, yes. fourth, fifth, right. maybe 2,000. 232nd hand. Uh, actually, you have to put that into the millions. Is, is, uh, 
But there's nothing secondhand here. Mm -hmm. Jesus is dealing on the basis of experience, and he's inviting us into that experience. That's new birth. Yeah. He's establishing a connection, and now you're you're starting to see things. This is actually what we talk about kingdom theology. Yes. Uh, but for the most part, we're not really interested in it because it's far too wild and scary. Um, and, and unpredictable. And that's why Nicodemus didn't say another word because he probably, Jesus probably looked up if he was continuing on through this, uh, Nicodemus is long gone. Is, yeah. You know, it's like, Nicodemus? Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you go? Crickets. Uh, yeah. All right. But you procrastinate. Instead of facing the evidence of experience mm -hmm. and what is seen with your own eyes, mm -hmm. you procrastinate with questions. And it's like, Brilliant. Brilliant. You procrastinate with questions. You know, that is so crazy because I have like, if you have young people in your life yeah. and they're maybe they're busted for something, it's there. That's a thing they use. It comes naturally. Why? Well, it is really just natural. a way to avoid kind of thing. I, I would say, and I would say they probably <laughs> learn that behavior just like most other ones yeah. directly from their parents. Absolutely. <laughs> we procrastinate More with questions all the time. Oh, there you go. Yep. That's it. So, I mean, that's just so huge. Yeah. I, I mean, how, how much are we avoiding because we're procrastinating with questions by listening to the next podcast, yeah. the next podcast, <laughs> and doing the next podcast as we keep procrastinating with questions oh. and ignoring yeah. what's right in front of us. Yeah. Firsthand evidence and interaction and experiences right in front of us. And I could, we could go on for a very yeah. long time with this. And I've probably said enough. I, I, how many, how many? And there's a lot in yeah, there. Yeah, I've got like... So, Rihanna, the way this works is for every one of these, we eventually all pay a dollar get money. piece. Money for to, to In4. To In4 Ministries, mm -hmm. which Rihanna is... The president She's the torchbearer, president, <laughs> president, premier, um, not dictator. No, <laughs> no dictator. Uh, but, um, but yes, Rihanna, Rihanna is, is, is the one who is carrying that and... Um, okay, I... Yeah, now I'll just like totally embarrass her and then I'll look up and she'll be gone. But, <laughs> Don't uh, go but, anywhere, but to Rihanna. Watch, to watch Rihanna go. I mean, mm. it's kind of like the Joker in, in Dark Knight. Where'd you go? Okay, that's what I'm thinking with Rihanna. She's going to these collaborative meetings yeah. and she's meeting with people. Meeting with here, meeting here. Yeah, and, and she's Garden just doing City this stuff. And all the people. I mean, and I mean what is hilarious stuff. is, is um, uh, you know, Infor was something. I mean, Trevor said, you want to do this and have Rihanna. Um, and, and, you know, we went to, I think we, I went to one meeting with you with the Whittier people. And, mm -hmm. and I knew at that meeting right there, oh no, this is not me. This oh. is not me at all. No, no, this is all her. I'm not going to any more meetings. I am not the director of N4 with Rihanna as my sidekick or as my administrative <laughs> She's assistant. The boss. Rihanna is the boss woman yes. who is running with this and she is boss. Yeah. She's awesome. She's amazing. Right. So we're glad you're here at the table, right? Yeah. Now. Well, uh, I, I really want to get to the next session. Do you have Let's do margins to do the next session? All okay. Right. So, folks, we'll see you next week. See it's going to be a continuation week. for us. We're rolling right over into it. You have to wait seven days or however many days. Yeah. About seven days. Yeah. And uh, we're going to pick up with the next conversation. So Sounds good. Well, we'll see you then. All right. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Mitchell Maldonado, producer of the Stillwaters podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get the written materials to follow along with Mike and Kim, you can download them or sign up to get them straight to your inbox at vineyardboise.org slash stillwaters. 
or drop us a line at stillwaters at vineyardboise.org.